Welcome to Interviews. My name is Laurent Autain. I'm a business coach on a quest to crack the entrepreneurship code. So I thought, why not talk to entrepreneurs and ask them the right questions? I make sure to alternate between a male and a female guest every week. I hope their answers will inspire you. This podcast is available on all your favorite platforms. If you enjoy it, there are three ways you can help me make it bigger. One, subscribe. Two, share your favorite episode on social media. Three, buy me a pizza. Blog on my website, laurentnotin.com slash podcast and click on the icon, buy me a pizza. Interviews is brought to you by Social Prize, a marketing and communication agency operating remotely since 2005. Social Prize specializes in digital technologies and communication, web development, e-commerce, remote working, coaching, training, growth hacking. Log on their website, socialprize.me. Hi, thank you for listening. Today, we are flying to the sun of Miami. I am with Richard Lavina, co-founder and CEO at TaxFile, the number one tax time app in the Apple Store. The app connects its customers with a professional to file their taxes on demand. Hey, Richard, thank you very much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Cool. So it's very sunny in Miami. You've got plenty of time. So tell us about your journey. <laughs> it is sunny in Miami. Miami's uh, uh, over the past few months with our mayor and everything has been the, the, the tech hub of the world. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's like we, we have a lot of things going our way. Yeah. You know, we've been open. We've been open from a coronavirus standpoint for quite a while now. We've had a lot of people move in from California and New York, and uh, it's been it's been exciting for sure. It's been a good uh environments and develop some technology right nice nice so what about what about you how did you become an entrepreneur what happened what happened um you risk everything (laughs) (laughs) one day you get you get uh fed up with your nine to five and and you decide to uh you know start a company with your friends from scratch um Mm. you know as as we've talked before but uh yeah in 2015 i was a, a cpa uh, working for PricewaterhouseCoopers, I'm sure you know your audience is familiar with them. It's a global firm, yeah. not just here in the United States. It's a global CPA firm, providing accounting and tax work worldwide. And um, just thought that you know uh, the industry was somewhat dated. This is the accounting industry I'm talking about, and uh, you know found uh, some some potential solutions that could be solved with software. Uh, uh, if, if we were to implement it in, in, in a platform and, and, and bring it to market uh, and felt that if we were to do that, it would be pretty competitive. Um, you know, the, the, the accounting industry isn't necessarily known as the most innovative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like SpaceX or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's different. It's, um, it's definitely one that is slow to change. Uh, but, you know, Five years ago, we set on this journey to say, well, that's not a good excuse. If we could do something better, I bet the market will be uh, receptive to that. And, and, you know, thank God, you know, five, six years later, uh, you know, we're still going strong and, and disrupting on a daily basis. So one day I woke up in 2015, got with my buddies and said, hey, 
um, you know, there's a, there's a better way to deliver accounting services and, and, and meet the needs of millennials and Gen Z's, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's not millennials and Gen Z's walking to the doors of PricewaterhouseCoopers, mm-hmm. right? So uh, buying habits change, uh, you know, the, the, the software, the way that we interact with, with, with everything from food ordering, um, you know, is evolving. And I felt that, you know, this would be the same for the accounting industry. Why, why not? Uh, you know, deliver these services in a similar type of way. Right. So it's interesting because like many other entrepreneurs, you did not, you were not an entrepreneur. You you work in the corporate world and then you switch to the entrepreneurship world, which is a bit different. (laughs) Nobody told you that? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. You know, the the discussions that you have on a personal level are, are the hardest ones, right? So my wife had a good job. I had a good job. You know, you got to convince your wife to move back in with your parents. <laughs> we were living in Miami on, you know, mm. with an ocean view in Brickell, <laughs> which is a very nice apartment. And, you know, hey, uh, let's move back in with my parents. Uh, you know, the, the, these are these are the choices, the tough decisions that I think every entrepreneur makes. Um, and which is why if you're able to hit it, the reward is so high, right? I, I really mm. believe in you know, the yin, the yang, the, you know, the, you know, for every reaction, there's an equal and opposite, you know, uh, uh, action. And um, basically, uh, I think that's the same thing that goes here in, in business. Uh, you know, the bigger risk you take, the higher your potential output, right? You invest in Bitcoin in the early days with everything crazy going on. Now you're, you know, multimillionaire, right? And I feel that that there's a little bit of that ethos um, in an entrepreneurship, right? So, you got to pay your dues and, and, mm. and, and if you really set out to accomplish big things, you know, you're going to take on a big risk, right? And that means investing all your money into it, investing your time, you know, risking, you know, um, a little bit on the personal side, right? So if you're going to be sleeping at the office for years, um, you know, hopefully you have a good partner, you know, and a strong enough relationship with your spouse that they'll support you through it. And then, you know, now have three kids, yeah. obviously all of them were born, you know, post tax file mm. uh, founding. So it comes with a fair share of challenges, uh, but also its rewards as you, you know, like I hit the next level. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the challenges than the rewards late, later on, but let's go back to the tax in the accounting industries. Like you said, it's a very traditional industry, not very prone to change. So how do you disrupt a market like that? Uh, so, so the accounting market is obviously segmented by country, right? Because each country has their own uh, tax, you know, laws. And here in the United States, you even have some nuance between each states. Uh, New York is different than Florida. Right. Um, so when you set out to create a platform, uh, you have to think about it from a, like an agnostic standpoint. Uh, you got to think, you know, if, if this thing's going to scale, well, you know, when I go to market, I don't know if my majority of my customers are going to be coming from California or New York, right? When you put something in the app store where the download is going to happen. Um, you, you could control obviously international, uh, but but from a, uh, a thesis of, hey, I need to create something that could serve all these diverse needs, right? As it relates to, let's say taxes. Um, well, you have to architect the platform with that in mind. So, um, you know, that's where you start. You kind of reverse engineer it. You kind of start from the standpoint of the client and try to imagine their experience. And in, mm-hmm. in this case, we're solving a tax problem for them. 
Um, they are going to be sitting in a variety of different states, as I mentioned, with these different problems, right? And you try to go through the, you know, the, the life cycle of a client and as best as you can map out, you know, the different features needed to solve their pain points, right? Um, and obviously when you're starting a company early on, you don't have unlimited resources. <laughs> and it's not like we're JP Morgan, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it, you know, so, so limited resources bootstrapped. And if you don't get it done, you burn out and it fails. Right. So mm. you have to really hone in on where your effort is spent. You have to be, um, you know, kind of, let's say uh, conservative with your capital. Um, you gotta be efficient with it. And you gotta, you, you, and then you have to make sure that the things that you do spend it on, you get ROI. You know, you get a return on your investment. And so you also mentioned that you've expanded uh, internationally. So how how did that happen? Because, you know, like you said, even between the states, the tax regulations uh, are different. So between countries, it's I guess it's even more complicated. So what is the process considering such uh, differences? Yeah, so, so uh, just to get, give some clarity on the, the app itself, the app is just like Uber, right? So it's like we have thousands and thousands of accounts in the app. Right. And then the, um, the client tells essentially the, the, the algorithm what accounting problem they have, right? Tax, mm. bookkeeping, whatever. And then the algorithm chooses the pro on demand, right? 90 seconds are connected. So... When you're dealing with an on-demand workforce, um, you you know you run into some issues, but you run into some opportunities. The opportunities, you know, let's start with the issues. The issues are we well, have to make sure you have enough people, okay, uh, available to do the the type of work. So you just can't say submit anything because you don't know if you have the people, right? So you have to have a kind of an updated Rolodex, an updated database, an updated questionnaire, right? That that reflects and mirrors. And anticipates, you know, the supply that you have that's going to be mm. available to take to take this request. So, uh, but once you get through that, uh, it, it doesn't really matter uh, if I'm getting a request from New York or Florida or Luxembourg, right? Because if I have enough people on it that knows how to do Luxembourgian tax <laughs> forms or or you know bookkeeping in accordance with uh, international, you know, IFRS, right? The international kind of like a uh, debits and credit system out there to create GLs here in the United States. We use GAP. Um, then it doesn't matter because, because the algorithm will shepherd that request to the person. So when you're managing a, a, a marketplace, essentially you, uh, can roll it out to the extent that, that you have the supply, right? So if I have enough people to do Luxembourgian taxes, then you roll it out to Luxembourg. If you have enough people to do New York taxes, then you roll out to New York. Right. And, uh, we crossed over the international kind of barrier, through one of our clients. So that's usually, an, an, uh, you know, you talk about growth hacking, you mm-hmm. know, a lot. Um, and that's super important. It's, that's like a secret sauce and it's very unique to each company. You know, uh, each industry is different. You know, SpaceX's growth hacking is different than ours, right? You know, they have one yeah. customer, Na- NASA. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we have, you know, you know, 100,000 um, and are much smaller, right? So, mm-hmm. so it's, 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 it's pretty unique the way you could growth hack it because um, the easiest way to, to enter into a new market is if someone pays for that growth, right? So if you have a client that says, hey, look, I have a need in this country, I'll pay for your server setup because I have a need. 
and we're already signed up to a contract um, because we just serve individuals. We serve larger companies that have tax and accounting needs. Right? Mm. Um, then now you're operating internationally. So because of some of these relationships, we're able to open up in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Luxembourg, Spain, Italy. And then once you get your foothold, essentially, you know, you, you're now there because you have the servers, right? You have the app on the app store over there. Yeah. You have the infrastructure and then you can build upon it. Right. And so what's next for your business? What's your big dream? <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. I, I think, um, you know, what, what, Lauren, why, why don't you tell me like, like, How's accounting, you know, from a tax standpoint or just from a business standpoint, you know, you operate a very successful pod, podcast, right? I'm sure, you know, there's some type of uh, accounting that needs to be done and, you know, credit cards and bills that need to mm. be paid and, 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 and back office, just back office stuff that needs to get done, you know? So, so you know, what, what pain points, you know, do you personally kind of run into? As a business owner, I would say when it comes to tax or accounting bookkeeping in general is just the uh well there's the admin of it i understand it but then i don't understand necessarily the language and how it works so you need like a translator right like which is essentially it's an account essentially right so i I would think that that pain point that you have is is it's not unique yeah and you're very sophisticated so you know if someone like you are running to potential problems that you know an app like tax file could service better, then that means that we have a market, right? So mm-hmm. when you talk about what's a big dream, the big dream is, well, we'll continue growing until <laughs> until people are solving these problems efficiently, right? Because it doesn't seem like TurboTax is solving the problem efficiently if, if, you, if you're still running to that, you know, kind of translation problem on the back end, right? There's, there's obviously room to grow there. They're not, you know, it's, it's not as easy as like, find an uber down the street you know mm-hmm. uh to take you to you know the pub or something so um that's that's a dream you know the dreams to continue to grow you know expand our international footprint uh to provide our elegant accounting solution tax and accounting solution you know to more people and 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 allow allow the market to dictate you know where where the product goes you know do we need to incorporate more ai uh, right uh, on the accounting side to to make it more user friendly to the customer. Mm. Um, so being having a good ear out into the market is very important, and and getting feedback from your from your clients is is and from your users is extremely important because that'll tell you kind of where the next need is and and where the evolution of the product needs to go. So it's kind of a good transition to my next question. That you asked me this question about you know my pen, my pen point. You're a certified public accountant, like you said, and you know um, I always try to talk about the importance of accounting, cash, financial management, in more more general, uh, for entrepreneurs because there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who do not know where to start and they don't understand the importance of managing the cash and you know having proper bookkeeping, etc. Can you, you as a professional, can you tell? entrepreneurs why is it is so damn important um because at some point you're gonna have to raise money right like you gotta raise capital to keep it going you know uh, you know you could definitely bootstrap it yourself but at some point you want to grow faster or hire more people and the, the like you said 
you, you talked about the translation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, you know, accounting is debits and credits, and that's an international language uh, that that business people all speak. And if you want to convey your story of your business to someone that is a potential investor, having a good set of books is the only way to do that, right? No one's going to invest without knowing kind of what they're investing in, right? Mm. I'm sorry for that. But, you know, that's, that's, that's what it comes down to. It's like, okay, well, I got to get a loan from a bank or I got to raise some money or I want to bring a partner, right? Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to build trust with that person, <laughs> hey, look, you know, this is the revenue we brought in. This is the expenses that we have. I have a goals to hit X amount. We want to be this big by this year, right? And you convey all that through accounting, through debits and credits. So having a good back office supports you in that kind of like narrative, right? That, that, that you need to convey to these parties that are outside of your world if you want to bring them in. Great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very important topic. Let's go back to you. What are you good at? Not much. <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> um no it's a <laughs> i think you know you know when when whether it's accounting or, or taxes or, or any other kind of business um you, you have to be good at organizing people to to solve that's all businesses it's just eloquently you know we formed our business in in a more efficient way than PwC did to solve our exact problem. I'm not saying that they're trying to organize their people in a way to solve our same problem. I'm saying that, mm. you know, you could have a firm out there, you know, KPMG, whatever. All, you know, all the businesses, SpaceX, you know, Tesla, they organize people in a certain way to accomplish a certain goal, right? And if you don't organize people, you know, to create that code, that AI, right? There's always a human behind it, right? Um, in a certain way to to launch a feature set or to, to hit a, you know, a revenue target, then you're, you're going to fail at it. And then, you know, the, the thing burns down. Um, so I think uh, I would have to say organizing people, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's all businesses, a business is, is, you know, making people operate in a more efficient manner than before to solve a problem better. That was, you know, that was being solved in a worse way <laughs> before you, you came along. Right. So Tesla, I'm sorry, SpaceX, because we've just used them for a couple of examples, um, solves uh, shooting rockets and satellites, you know, into outer space at a lower cost than NASA, mm. right? With, at a higher proficiency in terms of uh, the amount of rockets they could put out, right? On the launching pad, they could reuse the rockets, right? <laughs> so uh, th- then, then the government does, which is why they solved the problem in a better way than NASA used to. And therefore that's why NASA contracts them out to do the stuff that they do today. And what it took to accomplish all that was to organize a group of people in a more efficient manner to solve their problem. Which is what you did at tax file. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all it takes. I mean, it's, it, that's not all it takes. It's, it's very difficult to solve, but that's the thesis. That's the thesis. Yes. It- can you share a little bit about how you solved or you, how you approached the, this uh, issue? Sure. As it relates to taxes, um, tr- you know, have you ever walked into a CPA firm? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. a couple. Yes. All right. Do they, I bet you come in and say, what, what work were you trying to get done? Taxes or accounting? Uh, uh, both, actually. The, you probably didn't walk in and like in the supermarket, you no. know, pay a, a fixed price up front. It, it, they told you it's going to be this amount per hour, correct? Uh, kind of, yes. And they had yeah, a, and this also this uh, monthly fee plus the app plus, plus, it, plus, plus like consulting fees. Exactly. Yeah. But all those fees, like you only could estimate how much it was going to cost. Yes. You. you didn't, you didn't know, you didn't have like, a, it, was, it wasn't going to be like a hundred dollars and that's yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what we've done. So we've organized people in a certain way and our technology to provide you upfront fixed price pricing. So our algorithm calculates how complex that job is. So when you walked into that accounting, uh, you know, firm, uh, the conversation that you had, the conversation that you had with them, okay, is essentially codified on our platform. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we have an algorithm behind it that then will tell you what your fixed cost is going to be. It doesn't give you estimates. It doesn't, you know, like all that is BS. Like that's, that's a 20th century way of doing business, right? Uh, the 21st century is about transparency. It's about, you know, upfrontness. It's about setting correct expectations, right? If you could set the correct expectations with your, with, your user base, well, then they have better information to make the best decision possible, mm. you know, as to where they're going to get that service. And I think that's like the main thing that we do really well. So um, that's a differentiator. We've codified that entire inefficient process, right? Of going to a place, sitting down at a firm and then just getting an estimate and fee on top of fee and fee and this and uncertainty and anxiety, right? Into an app where you answer those questions and then it tells you it's going to be a 200 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever it may be. Right. It sounds simple <laughs> when you say it, when you say it like, like but that. But that's, 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 I mean, th you know, like th that's what the best companies do. The best companies make problems and solve them in simpler ways. You know, um, it's, it's you, like the, <laughs> the most innovative companies don't come out with more complex solutions. That's not, that's not a solution. Mm. It's regression. Right. Mm. But then I guess you just have to find the right people because there's a lot of programming behind or coding. Yeah, a lot of coding. There's a lot of, um, you know, taxes. You have to find the right, right, accounts. Mm. The supply, we have 3,200 CPAs located everywhere. Um, and like I said, you have to really mirror up their, their specialty to the inbound request, right? Because if I don't have a CPA that could do your, you know, finished taxes or accounting, right, if you download the app, uh, then I can't serve you. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned challenges earlier in our conversation. So what sort of challenges uh, have you had to face and how did you uh, tackle them? Yeah, basic challenges are, are always raising money, right? So we, we touched on that a little bit, but mm -hmm. it, it always comes up. You know, you're always, no matter how much you have, it's, it's always difficult, <laughs> Uh, are raising. So you have to be really good at the narrative. You have to have good books. You have to have a good team. You have to have everything. And, it, you know, as being an entrepreneur, I'm sure as you could really, you could do everything correct and still fail. And there's an error, <laughs> right? Like, like, like yeah. you could be like, if I do this, this, and this, and this, and if I hit X amount of revenue and do this and have these many people and this many users, you could still fail. Like, you know, coronavirus could hit. Mm. <laughs> you know, or, you know, you didn't pitch the right people and the right 
investor didn't come along, not because of anything you did wrong, but just because you were pitching to the wrong crowd. So um, that's a constant challenge. And I would say that that's, um, that's a big one. And, and, you know, persistency and, um, and, and having a hard work ethic helps, helps get through those because you're going to hit these walls and you got to continue going and, and finding the right person in this example to pitch to and to raise from. Mm. And do you think this is why you've been succeeding? Persistence? Um, yeah, it's definitely one of the reasons, um, you know, sleepless nights, you know, there's a good book from, uh, Ben Horowitz. It's called hard things about the hard things mm. and, um, or the hard thing about the hard things. Um, if you're not up at night sometimes with your stomach churning, you know, on nerves about the entire thing, especially in the early days, and you're probably not doing something right or, or your, your, your product and your business isn't tackling as big of a problem or, or can't, isn't going to be as big as what you think it's going to be. Mm. Um, again, that inverse relationship of, of kind of risk to reward, right? So the bigger the problem you're tackling down, the bigger you're trying to be, the bigger the issues and the bigger the stress at night and the bigger the worry. And that's just human. You, you know, it's human, you, you know, like, uh, you know, there's plenty of Steve jobs, uh, you know, interviews on YouTube or Elon Musk, you know, Elon Musk, what did he say the other day that he tried to sell to Apple for like $4 billion and Tim Cook would even take his <laughs> really? call. Now, yeah. Now they're worth hundreds of billions. Right. So, yeah. you know, like just because Tim Cook says that I'm not going to buy or not even take your phone call mm. doesn't mean that you should give up Tesla, right. You have to be confident and honest. You have to be honest with yourself that you're solving the right issue. You have to be honest with yourself that, you know, that regardless of whatever anyone says that you are solving problems and that it could be successful. And if you are, you combine that with the persistence, like you were talking about, and, and you, you could eventually find, you know, the, the right, the right connections to, to solve that problem. In this case, you know, the fundraising or whatever. Yeah. But you, I've been listening to you, but you don't look um, like a stress person to me. You seem <laughs> <laughs> kind of relaxed now. I have a pineapple. I don't know. Is this going to be videoed? <laughs> <laughs> Not everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's a pineapple behind me. You know, I have a cigar here. I'm Cuban, you know, Latino. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's a, uh, no, but, but at the same time, that's, uh, I think everyone faces that, you know, to be honest. Uh, so, and if you don't, if you don't feel that, like Ben Horowitz says in his book, which is why he wrote the book, it's, you know, it's just completely natural human. And actually you could use it as a positive if, if, you know, you could say while well, I'm running into these issues, that means because I'm tackling a big problem. You know, that's because mm. there's a big opportunity here. Um, you know, um, if you think you're, you're managing your company correctly, for sure. Why not? Right. Right. So you're definitely speaking from experience. For sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. What are you the most proud of? Yeah. My family. For sure, mm. that's that's that that provides the most amount of meaning uh, in life. There, there's nothing like it, you know. And to say that you that you create an environment that you could uh, operate in um, with your friends, tackling really cool problems, and not being on the nine to five big corporate mm. clock, uh, and all the while, you know, build a family. That's what more can you ask for of life? So, 
um, you know, in certain ways, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur just provides you freedoms, uh, you know, that you are your own boss, right? As long as the business continues to go, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that a lot of people don't get and you have to really enjoy that. Is there anything you would have done differently? I don't know, because uh, you only connect, connect, could connect the dots looking back and we're, we're in a really good spot right now. And we have really big opportunities. And, you know, in 2015, a lot of people were telling us you have to move to Palo Alto. If you're not in Palo Alto, you're not a real tech company, right? Mm -hmm. and, and look at what's happening now. How do we start this conversation, Lauren? Everyone's yeah. moving to Miami. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Founders Fund has an office here. SoftBank has an office here, right? Um, so... You know, in 2015, it wasn't because, oh, we thought, hey, everyone's going to move to Miami. It was just, wow, it's really expensive in Palo Alto. Wow, engineering talent, it's really hard to get. Wow, it reduces your burn, your burn, which means how long of a life your company has with the amount that you raise, right? By months. And it's like, well, I don't want to reduce the life of my company. I want to give us the best shot to succeed. And if that means keeping in Miami and raising the money in Miami, then then sorry, you know, uh, Palo Alto, uh, mm. I'm not going to move over there. I'm going to do the, what's the best for the business model. Um, now we didn't know that there was going to be coronavirus and, you know, different States with Corona laws and are, are not going to be that friendly to, to businesses. And that will cause an influx of talent to come to Miami five years, six years later. Right. We didn't, mm. so you couldn't predict that. Right. But we are where we are right now because, you know, looking back, we connected those dots and we made a right decision to, to kind of keep it here. Now, at the time, you know, we probably could have moved and raised some money with some name behind us. And that probably kind of get us to another point. But I don't I, I don't know what that would have been. You know, we are where we are today because of our decisions and and challenges that we face. So so in hindsight, you know, I like to say that we've always made the best decisions. Um for the, for the business, for the business model. And, uh, and we are where we are today, whether they've been successful in the short term or not because, because of them. And looking at the future, what's your biggest challenge? You know, getting to, you know, like, like you're always going to say as an entrepreneur, man, if I just, if I just made a hundred million dollars, 10 million, <laughs> 5 million, 2 million, right? Like as a company, right. I'll hit it, but it, it, you're always going to hit your challenges, you know, like just three short, I keep on going back to Tesla and SpaceX, just because that's something your audience can relate to and it's international, mm. right? So, so it's something that everyone knows about, right? That and like Bitcoin and stuff, right? It's like, uh, but, but there's a real company, you know, behind obviously, you know, Tesla, right? So even three years ago, you know, uh, the founder Elon was, was sleep, sleeping at the end of the production line. So, you know, you're going to run into issues, you know, at any level and they're worth billions of dollars, right? So, you know, unless you set a finish line, you know, and say, I'm going to sell at a hundred million dollars or $200 or $50 million or $5 million. Right. Then you're going to continue to face issues. Um, you're going to IPO and you'll run into more issues and, and you won't know what they are until you run into them. Right. And, uh, our team does one good thing really well here, which is solve problems. You know, I don't know if they're going to be technological problems down the road or, uh, you know, business issues. Right. But, but, we do a good job coming together with, with talented people. And like we said, if, if you hire the right people that are talented and innovative and bought into the thesis uh, of the, of the, of the business, then you could solve some complicated problems. And if you compile all your experience as an entrepreneur, what is the one recommendation you will give to other entrepreneurs? 
uh, be honest, right? So mm. if you're not going to commit time to something, if you're, if you haven't put the time into it, you know, then why would other people put their time and money into it? Right. If you're not, if you're not revving your engine to, to redlining it and taking it as far as it could go, then why would anyone else? Mm. Right. So be honest with yourself as to what effort it is, what problems you're solving. Is there anyone else solving problem? Are you, are you, are you trying to start a music app? Well, be honest with yourself. Does Spotify solve that problem pretty well? Okay. Maybe you could solve it better. What's it going to take to solve it better than Spotify, right? I, I would think that that's right now a high bar. That might change in the future as, you know, buying habits change and maybe technology technology advances. Maybe there's like a, uh, you know, an uh, AR component here that is just available to everyone and, you know, augmented reality and, and now music has a new, you know, need, right? That you could solve and mm. they're not solving it. But right now it'll be hard to beat them, you know? Um, be honest with yourself. Uh, but if you could find a niche and say like, well, they don't do this really well. I want to focus on that and I could bring it to market better. Okay, great. Then you're being honest with yourself. You identified their strengths, uh, you know, but also their weakness and where you would have a strength over that weakness. Um, Cause a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they're, they're not serious about it. All right. Well, at least for me, it was very inspirational. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> My show is called Interviews Cracking the Entrepreneurship Code. So have you cracked the code? Yeah, right now until, like I said, until the next problem. Then, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's not just one code. It's, it's you, you, like, you know, you got to continue cracking it. <laughs> and if you don't, you know, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, if it's code 1000 that you fail to crack or code one, mm. um, you know, the, the business could fail at either, at either phase. Right. So and you're never done. You're never done. Excellent. Last question. How can people contact you? Uh, yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter, Lavinia Ricky at Lavinia Ricky uh, company at tax file T X F Y L E. Um, you also go down on the app store, uh, or go to taxfall.com. Um, we'll love to help solve your, uh, your tax and accounting needs. Great. Thank you very much, Richard, for your time today. Thank you. Right. And thank you all for listening. Before you leave, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. See you next time. Bye-bye.